Okay, uh, we have our second guest here in the studio, studio here at 2ARM. Uh, good morning, it's Warren Bardick from the Armadale Drama and Music Society and Warren, uh, Warren is here to talk to us about the latest production, 1984. Uh, good morning, Peter, and good morning to all your listeners. Yeah, and uh, it's a very interesting uh, uh, play to do. I always wondered about Orwell's book even being made into a film film because it's a very, very dark and very deep um, topic. It, look, it certainly is, and uh, I think one of the relevancies, though, is we know that it's a, it's one of those rotating syllabus books that goes on to the HSC, so schools are studying it every couple of years, so yeah. it's certainly significant from that point of view. And it's been turned into a film twice, as, as you mentioned, mm. and then... Uh, there's been a couple of play adaptations. There's a there's a short version which is done for schools, but the particular version that the Armadale Drama and Musical Society are doing is an adaptation which was written by uh, Michael Jean Sullivan in early 2000s, and it was initially for him it was sort of triggered through the whole. Um, invasion of Iraq and he was concerned around the misinformation, the use of information and he was like, well, I need to make a, I want to make an ad- adaptation of this and that's hence where this adaptation came from. And interestingly, um, for your listeners, if you remember Tim Robbins, who was the actor in the Shawshank Redemption, mm. uh, 1980s movie. Yeah, so Tim actually that. directed the very first version of okay. this when it was produced and run in San Francisco, and I think in 2006, from memory, and he also played one of the characters at the same time. So yeah. it's it's been performed a number of times internationally. It's been performed in Australia since then. I'm not aware of many amateur societies that have had a go at it, because mm. it is, a, as you mentioned, it is a pretty dark and it's a pretty sort of meaty piece of theatre. Yeah, yeah. And obviously it needs to be done well because... Um, it, to maintain people's focus on it because, you know, it, it, it really does uh, examine some very, very uh, deep and unsatisfactory parts of human nature. Well, I, if you, I guess if we think about Orwell writing this in mm. the late 1940s and yeah. it was a reaction to what he saw that was happening post-Second World War yeah. and, and his concerns around mm. the use of... The, you know, the manipulation of propaganda and the and the mm-hmm. the treading treading on of people's rights and liberties, and it, and it came out of that. And he was very much uh, a man who, um, I mean, he fought against the fascists in the Spanish Civil War, so his political views were quite strong then. Mm-hmm. But but he struggled in the in that particular war because he got caught up with both sides, and he could see the inequities and the factions that happened on both <laughs> sides of politics. Maybe luckily or unluckily for him, he actually got shot through the neck, you know, by a sniper's bullet. Orwell was like six foot four, and they kept saying to him, "Stay down in the trenches, stay down in the <laughs> trenches." He stood up, he got shot, but uh, but the bullet actually passed through his throat and and cauterized the wound, so he was he, otherwise he would have bled to death. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he eventually got back to Britain, and and um, he was unfit to um, to do other service after that. Um, so it, it, obviously, in terms of the Second World War, but he worked in um, the BBC. Eastern services as part of their um, countering the propaganda that was coming out of Germany mm. in in the Second World War. So that was a little of the backstory, but um, but certainly this adaptation it's a little bit unique. So it, if for people who know the novel, the novel split into three parts, and the third part is mm. when uh, Winston's been uh, caught and he's in the interrogation cell, and that's actually where the play starts. And what's unique about this is that most of the dialogue that Winston voices is directly drawn from the novel. But he has four party members who are part of the interrogation process. And what they do, they're reading from his diary, because you remember he was keeping a, mm. a diary from a junk shop and he was kind of you know, writing his memos in there. 
and the party members are actually enacting parts of the earlier parts of the book th- through a kind of a reading, but it's but it's enacting and playing out what's happened in those earlier parts of the book up until his interrogation in the cell. So it's mm. done in a quite a unique way. Mm. Yeah, well, no doubt um, 1984, or was 1984, is a brilliant piece of literature, and you made the point that I think it's been set for study in, uh, in the HSC for many, many years Correct. now. Yes, uh, no, yes. Which is pretty hard to have a book, book um, considered that good to be able to keep that um, place there on that particular reading group, reading list. Um, what made you decide to have a go at it? Well, look, as you said, I mean, I, it was actually a, a year 10 syllabus book when I was back in high mm. school, which was obviously a long time ago. Yeah. But, but it always stuck with me since then, Peter, and, mm. and I've always, always been sort of fascinated. And I've read it <clears> I, every couple of years. I pull it out and read it. And I guess <laughs> over the last couple of years, we've only got to look at some of the international events that have occurred and uh, and the way um, social media has taken over our lives, the way we're watched and monitored constantly about what we do, the way, and look, some of the classic things that happened in America in the late 2000s around, you know, fake news, alternative facts about how things can be distorted to, mm. to suit and be manipulated to suit, mm. uh, the, you know, particular politics at the time. And then, of course, more recently in terms of international events that are, that are happening where, uh, again, you know, countries and people's rights are being in, invaded uh, for, for the purpose of nationalistic ideals. So all those things kind of swirled together. And I thought, you know, it, it's actually the time is right to 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 put on this play. I think the events of the last few days with with uh, a, a telephone company who I won't, won't mention um, being hacked to the extent that just uh, our own data. And now, then who knows privacy. where our data goes? Exactly, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And and you think about all oh, wrote this in 1948. So mm. so we're talking 70 or more years ago, mm. and and he was quite. Uh, uh, quite prophetic with what he was identifying yeah. then in terms of that novel. Yeah, we thought it would all come to head in 1984. Well, it came and went. And I'm well, a, I'm you, what's really interesting <laughs> is if you know from the novel, there's actually a, quite a lengthy appendix at the end of the novel, mm. which is called The Principles of Newspeak. Yeah. And when he, and of course, all died in early 1950. He had, he had tuberculosis, so he wasn't yeah, a well yeah, man, and yeah. he was writing 1984 in and out of bouts in hospital, so mm. he was clearly unwell. But his publisher said, look, I'll publish the novel. I think it's really good, but can you scrap the appendix? And Orwell said was allegedly something like, if you don't publish the appendix, you don't publish the novel. So this was really important to him. Mm. And what's really, what I find quite interesting is with the appendix, I mean, a lot of people dismiss or kind of ignore the appendix, but it's about news speak and the language that's used. And the Mm. final date in that appendix is 2050. And what Orwell's writing there is because... Again, through the novel, O'Brien is saying to Winston, you know, you'll be obliterated from history and, and we'll, we'll use, um, newspeak to reduce the volume of language and get rid of redundancies and make conversation much simpler and things like Shakespeare and Byron and the American Declaration of Independence don't no longer exist. In the appendix, which is dated 20, the last word 2050, those things are still referred to. So I, mm. I think that Orwell was saying that the human race can be better than this. The human race can have a positive outcome, and mm. so he was pushing that date forward. So, yeah, okay. so I think that's a, an interesting, interesting yeah, yeah, fact, yeah, or no, my I'm interpretation of, of it anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, I've never, never read the appendix, and I've read the book. Now, with with the production, um, who are the main uh, 
people. So we have a cast. Yeah, we have a cast of seven people. So mm-hmm. we have uh, Mark Lawless, who'd be well known to people with to drama over the last twenty years in Armadale, who plays the role of Winston Smith. Uh, we have Gabriel Don Levy, who's playing the role of O'Brien. Uh, Rebecca Taffra, who's playing the role of Julia. And then the four party members, uh, we have Lisa Quast, uh, David Young, Valerie Dalton, and myself. Yes, and uh, in terms of getting it together... Uh, is it a pretty much a scaled down set for the? Uh... Look, it's a it's a well, it's being performed in the Armadale yeah, Playhouse, class, which yeah. uh, which has you know been beautifully renovated. Mm. And I wanted a sort of a small, intimate theatre, so the set actually pulls that down even smaller, because so, I want the audience to get a sense of the sort of rather claustrophobic cell-like yeah. conditions that Winston would have been exposed yeah. to. So so it it is a reduced, it is a smallish set. Um, there are minimal, there are some props, but, um, but a lot of effects through lighting and, and particularly what the audience will see is Winston's memories, his imagination, because in the novel, you can't love, love anyone but Big Brother, but Winston, <laughs> you know, had this passionate and quick love affair with Julia, and that's yeah, the thing that he yeah. can't, he doesn't think he can ever let go of. No. No, I remember watching the Richard Burton version of it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember who the, paid Winston that very famous actor. Uh, John Hurt, I think. John Hurt, that's it, yep. And I, I found it an interesting movie. I didn't. I started out not liking it, but as it went on and the way they presented, it, I think probably the thing that didn't I didn't like most was Richard Burton, but he was wasn't very well at that time. I think he died um, mm. not long after it. But uh, in respect to that, uh, it, it it was it is a story. I think in case people want it, does really does move along very quickly. Look at it. Look it does. And and as I said, the way it's it's um, written for this adaptation, we have all these kind of scenes intermingling, and so things move from the party members to playing something out to Winston having a recollection, moving back to the party members. So it, look, it is a complex piece of theatre. It yeah. is a very intense piece of drama. Mm. Uh, it's and it's probably the first. Serious piece of drama that the ADMS has actually performed in the new playhouse. So, so I think that's also a, a first as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, as you know, it does open next Friday. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yes. So, so next Friday, Friday um, the seventh of October is, is opening yeah. night. Um, Seven thirty is it? Uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. And uh, if people want to get tickets, how? Very simply, just go to ADMS.org.au. So just buy tickets online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just and if you open that up, you'll see there's a, a there's a poster flyer on the website. Just click on the poster, and it'll open up the try yeah. bookings uh, yeah. for that. Now it goes through uh, until twenty second, I think it is. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So there's ten performances. Uh, so we open this Friday. There, so we have a Friday, Saturday, and then a matinee on Sunday. And then the following week is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with a matinee. Mm-hmm. And then the final week is the Friday, and there's a Saturday matinee and then the closing performance on Saturday the 22nd yeah. that night. Yeah, so there's plenty of opportunities for people to get along and see it. Um, it it's an intimate theatre, and therefore um, if you want a particular night, make sure you book it, just in case it does book out, but... Um, it, it is an ideal place to be holding something like this. It's a, look, it's a beautiful little theatre we have mm. now. And, um, and I'd sort of say again from the novel, we know that all the products were Victory Gin and Victory Cigarettes and Victory Square. So you'll actually be able to, um, buy yourself a Victory Gin if you wish <laughs> to bring in, to bring into the theatre while you're watching the show. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks very much for that, Warren. And, uh, we'll hopefully it all goes well. And it sounds like it's going to be a great production. Thank you, Peter been talking to Warren Bartick, who's the 
uh, director of the upcoming Armadale Drama and Music Society production of 1984, commencing next Friday, 7th of October through to October 22.